Hey guys, it's Nate, and it's we're back for another kind of bite size. I am joined by a friend of the show, one of the the freshly installed, freshly minted uh, new co-host of TRG, Micah Doug's Vest Hendrick. Uh, Hello, and uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you're a fan favorite or not, but you're a personal favorite, Parker. Uh, my buddy, uh, Luke Parker. Howdy. So, a while ago, guys, uh, we had I, and I had them on uh, so that to talk about we we were sort of looking at and and talking about uh, the the PS Plus upgrade path with the whole was it it's essential extra and then premium we were talking about some of what we thought could be some of the moves that we thought sony could make to make this sort of a thing like what what was in the realm of possibility and and what wasn't and i thought it might be interesting since uh ps plus uh the reboot has rolled out i don't i don't know what to really call it anymore because it's it's kind of like it is still ps plus but now there's the three tiers and yeah but the whole reboot's kind of been rolled out it's been out for about a month and i thought it might be interesting to sort of uh bring you two back on and have a little bit of a follow-up discussion on what we thought of it um so i'll just sort of kick it off like I'll be honest, I was, you know, I've been sort of fooling around with it and and I've talked to you both a little bit here and there about it. I've been fooling around with it a little bit within the last like couple of weeks and I'm pretty pleasantly surprised. Uh, I don't, and I think overall a lot when when I'm hearing people talk about the service, you know, and some of the different podcasts and, and, and just, you know, reading articles here and there. Overall, it's got a generally positive reception. It seems that um, you know, Sony kind of read the room a little bit. And I know that we had the leak and we had some, there were different leaks and sort of things coming out about it, but all in all, the execution has, has been fairly well received. And I think especially since, you know, here, uh, in a couple days here, we're, we're recording on the 16th, on the 19th, we're getting the, the PS plus ex- exclusive stray is going to be available to, I think. Is it just premium or is it extra and premium? Extra Micah, and you, premium. Extra and premium. Um, and so that's kind of it's 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 I don't know. There's there's some really cool stuff sort of going on in there. And I just like I said, I just wanted to sort of sit down and talk about it. Um, so Micah, what like just real like quick sort of overview? Have you been able to mess around with this at all? And what have your thoughts been? Yeah, I've been able to mess around with it quite a bit. Um, actually, I've, I've had you know with the recent you know Fourth of July holiday and whatnot, um, and the the recently minted uh, Juneteenth and stuff. I've just had like a lot of time off. Uh, so yeah, dove into a lot of the PS One classics. Been playing some Tekken Two. Jumped into that puzzle game, um, Intelligent Quotient or Intelligent Cube or whatever it's called, something like that. IQ. Um, I've been playing. Um, uh, I, I booted up Siphon Filter and played it just for a, a spell. Um, yeah, so I've uh, been playing several of those. Even played a little bit of the uh, stream, like uh, one of the PlayStation 3 streaming games. I, I booted up some Resident Evil Code Veronica just to see what that was like because I had never streamed anything. Um, that was a good experience. I mean, no, it's a, not a, a super um, high action game like Doom or something like that, but um, it's I didn't notice any sort of lag or in, anything like that. Um, and yeah, like you said, uh, kind of going back to the the rollout, um, it was better than I think we could have hoped for. Probably it was all you know NTSC titles for the old PlayStation One games. Uh, the library for the extra tier, I think, is um, is really solid. The premium tier kind of lacking a little bit, but uh, yeah, overall feeling really good about it. Um, I like that we now have in sight, like you said. Um, uh, this coming up uh, week on the 19th, they're going to be refreshing the lineup, so to, sp- so to speak, giving us some extra games like Stray, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, in- Intergrade, and uh, and so on. So I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I like this. It's going to be kind of exciting, um, kind of like, you know, when the virtual console first launched and they kind of, you know, piecemeal these games. You didn't know what games you were going to get any given week or month or whatever it was and it was kind of exciting sort of seeing like oh were they gonna have it kind of dried up after a while but i feel like we're gonna get into this period of playstation like oh 
what are they gonna what are they gonna put out here next month? It's kind of exciting. There's so many possibilities. So I think it's in a pretty exciting spot right now. It it had a good launch and um, I th- it looks like they have a solid plan for releasing, you know, having a good slate of games every month. And um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's got a positive trajectory, I think. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Cool. Parker, I know that we've talked a little bit about it. And I know that you said you haven't had a ton of uh, opportunities to, or you haven't really messed around with it a ton. But do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think. It's early days, obviously, but so far, so good. Um, I think the interesting thing was, I guess there was like a number of games that were in my catalog from the the previous iteration of PlayStation Plus that I was planning to play that I have to kind of go back through that I had downloaded that are now no longer available. So I have to kind of do some some matching up on those. You know, I think we had talked about since we're in Monster Hunter, oh, maybe it'd be interesting to like go back to, you know, God Eater Resurrection or God Eater 2 or something like that and just do some comparison contrast on some of that. And when they transitioned over somewhere in there, those titles dropped out and I think there's a few other ones because I had been streaming um, the first Trails of Cold Steel. I don't think that's any longer a part of the collection either. Um, So it is interesting to see, you know, moving forward, like what was on there before versus what's on there now and and what are they going to be adding to it in the future. I still haven't gone through my, my whole backlog of stuff that I had downloaded to figure out, you know, what the discrepancies are. But I did notice that there were some games that I was thinking, oh, it'd be nice to boot those up. And then it was like, nope, <laughs> sorry, it's behind a paywall now. So, um, you know, that those, those are like the minor things that are going to happen, right, when you launch a huge service like this and you change all the tiers and stuff like that. So I don't fault Sony too much for that. But it, it is, I think, a a point of inflection, I guess, to kind of check back in and sort of look through my catalog and sort of say, hey, what did I want to play? Is it still there? Am I going to have to pay for it? Am I not going to have to pay for it? And and maybe there's some stuff in there that I thought I was going to have to pay for that's now that's now free. Like I think we were talking about East, East 8 and 9 are on there now, which was like a kind of a surprise to me that those two mm. JRPGs would have just flowed into the into the backlog for Sony, which is kind of cool and unexpected on my end. So, you know, there's pluses, there's minuses, but I think I agreed that overall the trajectory and the momentum has been pretty positive so far. Yeah. Uh, well, and since, yeah, you, you're talking about it, like Ease 8 and 9 were both included in the one of the tiers. Like, I'm going to assume, I guess that's, we all, I think for full disclosure, all three of us have premium. Uh, we sort of got into that, that loophole where we snagged like the year or whatever and, you know, finished out anyways yeah that whole thing um i did want and and so it's something that i've noticed a little bit and i've heard a little bit of like you know when when you you're you're scrolling through the different social media timelines and everything else occasionally you'll see these you know kind of clickbaity articles but it does seem that the one sort of i guess complaint that i've seen is that um or there have been some rumblings, right? That a lot of the PS Plus Essential and or the extra library is like stuff that's been offered up as free games in the past for PS Plus uh, subscribers in the past. Like you know, God of War. Uh, a lot of the the PS ex- the PlayStation exclusives have been sort of rolled into it. And I know that there's, and again, I don't want to use the word outrage, but again, maybe rumblings, I guess, I guess, but like some complaints. And to me, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, well, you know, do you want everything for free? And the answer for some people is very obviously yes. And it's like, there's a limited amount of games on here, but I, I think, uh, you know, what's been kind of interesting too, is that, you know, and we probably, I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, we probably should have had my brother hop on here as well. Uh, to sort of get his, because he he managed to snag that as well. And he's fairly new into the PlayStation ecosystem, or new-ish, and he just got a PS5, and so there's a lot of the PS5 exclusives that he has access to, like Returnal and the Spider-Man games and Ghost of Tsushima. And so he's, I know that when I've talked to him a little bit about that, he's been excited about sort of getting to experience some of that stuff right off the get-go. And that, that sort of does give him a, a little bit broader of an experience. But I think for, I think the one sort of like sort of gig that I would have against it is that for people who have been in the Sony ecosystem for an established, like for a while who are established like PlayStation users, there's not a lot of like surprises that a lot of the, the games I either already had through PS plus or I've bought 
or, you know, it's like a lot of the stuff that's in that sort of essentials tier. If I wanted to, like, I already have it. And there have been a few surprises. Um, I can't, like, you know, we were talking the other night, Parker, and Ease 8 kind of popped in, 9 popped up in there. And there, like I said, there were a few others. And and I'll, I'll be honest, too, I've been pretty uh, pleased, I guess, with the the ps the the premium like the the older games tier for the most part i think what's been really interesting is that with the classic games they've there have been uh, some of those games like the ape escape games have yeah again you you mentioned the ntsc um rom or you know model or what it's the ntsc version but then in addition to that some of those actually have trophy support which i think sort of goes a long way to actually enticing people to sort of get uh you know give it another go around um and so i just like i don't want to go through the whole thing but uh i uh and just like you i was i was pulling up the list and i'm not going to do that josh you'll have to edit that out in post um but I didn't want to say too, and uh, like you, Micah, I have dabbled in, and I had actually dabbled in some of the the PS Now streaming before that, and I found it to be competent, not amazing, but it was fine. Um, I've I've actually just I decided I wanted to. I've never actually beaten Eco, so I wanted to go back through and play Eco. Um, you know, after after listening to uh, an episode of Into the Aether that where it's from. Well, it's the one I sent. I sent you a, a link yeah. to it, Micah. Yeah, uh, I'll send you a link to it as well, Parker. You might be into it. Um, but they did sort of a three and a half, four hour long sort of deep dive into Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, and then they were talking nice. about how they played Eco. And the one guy played it pretty much through streaming on, and he was like, "It's a great game for it." Um, so, yeah. it's it's I've kind of been doing that at uh, Asura or Asura's Wrath. I've been, you know, dabbling. I haven't done anything super twitchy. Again, like none of like the really like the 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 more intensive gameplay. Like no Doom twenty six, you know, no Doom streaming or anything like that. But right. like the stuff that I have been streaming has been it's been fine. But it also hasn't really been trying to like push, you know, at at the the limitations of of my broadband. So, but yeah, it's a uh, it's it's been a pretty interesting service. Like. I guess were, were there any surprises though for for you guys? You know, it's just as far as titles that sort of stand out. Um, I guess I'll I'll hop in. Uh, you know, what kind of stands out for me just some of the just first party titles they're putting in there, like Returnal and like Miles Morales. Um, you know, that's that's pretty cool. You know, some of these, you know, the the, the directors cut games like Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding, which more recently came out um were a little surprising but you know not not wild or like you know unfathomable or anything like that um no real surprises per se like you said it's kind of a lot of if you've been in the ecosystem you know what was in the ps now library and that sort of thing it's it's a lot of that there's not too much that's that's crazy and i'm i'm going to touch on this point you sort of brought up briefly nate i think now especially the the monthly games they're going to offer with PlayStation Plus Essential, the bottom tier, you know, like the the basic like monthly games that we're used to getting um, before now, we're in danger of having a lot of overlap now. Like it's just a game yeah. that's already in the extra tier or something like that. And we're, all, we're the people that are in extra and premium are going to be like, oh hey hold on, well we already got this. What does this help me? I was like, well, it doesn't. You're not in the essential tier. I mean, you you are, but you're like above it, so to speak. So. I think we might be entering some territory where those monthly PlayStation Plus free games, quote unquote, are going to be somewhat irrelevant. Um, I hope not, but that's a a bit of a fear that might happen. And uh, and yeah, they just pick things out. Like there's a lot of overlap, like a lot of games that are in the PlayStation Plus collection, which is like those 19, 20 some odd games for PlayStation 5 owners. um, Mm -hmm. They're up in this extra tier, games like Bloodborne you know, horizon zero dawn, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, um, no real standouts. Parker, how about, how about you? No, I mean, it's kind of the same, you know, I think there was some random stuff like, um, 
that for some reason the wonderful 101 remaster comes to mind where I'm like, mm. oh, that's just a random one that they threw <laughs> into the catalog. I think you Nate, actually were the one that mentioned that title to me, and I was like, really, that's in there? That's kind of it's like a quirky game that like I'm probably not going to buy, but if it's it's like the perfect example of like it's weird and it's quirky, and if it's free, I'll probably check it out at some point. But I wouldn't have gone out of my way to purchase it, kind of a thing. Um, but I think you guys have made great points. I think what surprised me about some of that stuff was like Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima, you know, Demon Souls, those kinds of things, which are going to be a great value for folks who are new to, to Sony or, or maybe it's really geared for those folks who are on the fence or trying to get a console and are just looking to one ecosystem or the other to sort of tip them in. Uh, you know, this is going to be great for those folks. And if you haven't played any of those games or you just haven't been able to get your hands on a console, now you really want one. Um, because you know you don't have to pay uh, 70 bucks a pop for all these relatively new games. You can just jump in and grab this service, and it's all kind of baked into it. So I can see tremendous value for for folks who are brand new to the ecosystem, brand new to PS5, coming yeah. in and, and dipping into that. Parker, I didn't really think about it that much, but now that I am and looking at sort of the first party games that are here, you know, Sony's big thing is like, well, we're not going day and date with with the service. Our, our first party games can't go there. But if you're looking at a new PlayStation Five owner today, what first party game is missing from the lineup? Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Gran Turismo Seven, and Horizon Forbidden West, the three most recent. And like, that's it. Like, you, a whopping three games you don't get. You would have to buy a la carte, right? As of right now that aren't on the service. So it, it's for all intents and purposes, it kind of almost feels like that way for a lot of new PlayStation five owners or people that are coming into the ecosystem for the first time. So it is kind of and interesting. How, how, how long are they going to hold out? Days, yeah. yeah, right, right. How long are they going to hold out for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Gran Turismo seven? Um, I think, and I, I think like that's something that I've thought about too, Micah. And it's like, I don't know that there's necessary, and again, this is all speculative, but I don't know that there's really going to be a timeline, like a dedicated timeline. I think Sony's sort of looking at it here, and I think even with the PC rollout, some of what we're going to see is like when the tail starts to dip on this thing, or if they need sort of a bump. So like, you know, I, I one that it's already sort of out in the ether, but we know God of War Ragnar or uh, God of War Ragnarok is coming out at the end of the year. You know, unless something just absolutely buck wild happens, you know, God of War on PC was not that long ago, you know, um, and it's it's I think that's that's sort of like what we're going to see is like when the tail starts to dip, when the sales really when they feel like they've sort of extracted as much as they're going to get from the sort of the retail side of things. That's when we'll probably see the, these first party titles dip into this. So when they feel like they they can't really squeeze any more out of Ratchet and Clank or they need something to sort of like hype up the service, that's when that's when that drops in there. When they feel like oh. they can't really get any more out of Gran Turismo, like and they it's sort of like the numbers are sort of stalling out, that's when it goes on there. Um, I do think eventually like, you know, most Sony exclusives are going to find their way onto the service. I but I don't think it's going to be like a year, year and a half. It's going to be however long Sony feels like, okay, we've kind of done everything we can with this. And then, and, and I think that's, that's kind of admirable in, in a way. Cause it, it shows like a willingness to say like, we're going to sort of dip into a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B and, and be able to pull these things out and use them almost strategically to sort of like, you know, whip up a little bit more buzz, you know, put a little more energy back into their ecosystem kind of stuff. That's, and again, that's just me, like mm -hmm. sort of looking at this, you know, as a total outsider. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on, on, on that at all? Yeah, I, I have something. It, it just sort of follows kind of the traditional film model, you know, release of film in theaters, get as much as you can there, then go to, you know, DVD, quote unquote, whatever, and, you know, get some sales there, you know, these days go to a streaming service somewhere, um, you know, if you're something like Sony and you have a movie like Uncharted, you can kind of just, you know, sell that off to the highest bidder. You know, I think they went to Netflix this time. Um, so, you know, you're getting some money there. Um, so, yeah, that's it just, you know, you're extracting as much as you can out of that one game. You know, they invested 
you know, 275 million on making Spider-Man two. So you got to really get as much as you can out of it. So that's kind of the model they're, they're going with there. Um, again, the surprise is kind of having games like God of war and Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales on there. Once that those pens drop, those were the big boys, like Spider-Man and God of War, probably the two biggest. Um, once those pens dropped, it's it's just a timeline game now. Like you said, like, okay, well, they're all going to come. They're, they're all going to come. There's no holdouts now. Those were the ones. So now it's just a matter of time. When, when is Forbidden West going to come? When is Gran Turismo 7 going to come? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Parker, any, any thoughts, anything to add on to that? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it is interesting. I, I think we're going to start to see Sony playing with how they can extract value out of games that they're essentially handing over to customers for free. I think Microsoft's already doing that with Game Pass, whether it's getting more creative with the microtransactions or just some other things to um, create synergies between the different brands or the different launches. You know, we, we've mentioned like the, the Sony movie library and, you know, coordinating game releases with movies and or TV shows for that matter, um, you know, with Last of Us 2 TV show in production and whatnot. So I think there's opportunities for them to do that. And I think they're going to be looking to pull different levers. And I think this is really the experimental time. I think they're looking at the way Microsoft has done stuff. And they've already said, well, if we start promising day one on our platform, that's going to be the mantra and people are just going to expect that. And the moment you release a title and it's not day one, you know, folks are going to get out their pitchforks and their keyboards and just start like, you know, attacking you for not doing that. And, you know, they're probably right in being a little um, less forthcoming about that kind of stuff, learning from the, the whole Microsoft to sort of dug themselves into with first party titles and their subscription Oh, especially in this, this last, like this last half of 2022, like with yeah. the basically the 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 delays of Starfield right. and Redfall, like at right. sort of just all of like, I mean it's 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 kind of unfortunate, and I kind of hate to love it the way I do, but it, it has been kind of amusing to watch Microsoft take a bit of a drubbing on social media uh, over this one, um, and it, it sucks for people who like it sucks for people who are fans of those games and you know, who are really like invested in that. And it's not to say that Game Pass isn't still one of the best values in gaming, right? You know, but it's like it's so far it's it's been a lot of like you know third party day and date stuff. But yeah, the the whole the the whole Bethesda acquisition really hasn't paid off quite yet um, for Game Pass. Well, you know, go, going back to what I was just saying about you know, well, there's only three games that aren't on the service, first party games that aren't on the service that you know, as far as new games, you know, uh, you know of course there's a ton in the back catalog that need to be filled in. Um, so if I'm Joe Average hardcore gamer and I need to get a next gen system and I'm saying, yeah, I'm gonna I want to subscribe to one of these services. Extra PlayStation Plus Extra is the same price as uh, Game Pass Ultimate, I think maybe or, or one of them. Um, and we, look at the look at the library. Um, you got Spider Man. You got you know even things like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is great. Shadow you know, of the, the, the Demon Souls. The Sorry, Blue Point Shadow of the Colossus remake is on there. Yeah, I mean, um, well, the whole PlayStation Plus collection. If you're a PS5 owner, plus is, all these other games, you know, I yeah. It's almost kind of like no comparison, I feel like. Well, you're just looking at libraries, like pound for pound. It's kind of up to taste a lot, too. But, it, I mean, there's a lot here. I'm just scrolling through. Like, there's, you know, especially if the, the streaming stuff is hidden for you, you got the whole PS3 library available to you, which has Here's an interesting one for you guys. A lot of good ones. Uh, Prey by Arcane is in, included. Yeah. Um, so, which I think it's going to be really interesting to see um, how things shake out with when when Bungie start releases starts releasing new stuff because they've already come out and said they're not going to be specific to PlayStation and the, the deal that they've crafted with Sony is basically that they're not going to be exclusive there. So how do you do that? I mean, they they've already kind of gone off the grid and pioneering this whole like you know, you paid for destiny too, but now it's transitioned to a free to play model sort of mid life cycle. And, um, you know, you're, they're going to be potentially releasing it on the streaming platform, but it may also go to game pass and it might be on both streaming platforms at the same time. And so how do you make money off of that? And how do you pull those levers? If you're Sony, it's going to get complicated and it's going to be interesting to see 
how they navigate all of that with some of that sort of like openness. It's, it's great for consumers, right? But it, it could be complicated for them to, to turn a profit on it. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. We, we know what their strategy is going to be for the first party stuff, but for, for some of the other stuff that they've bought like Bungie, I think it'll be really interesting to see what the strategy is for, for those titles moving forward and how they integrate into this library and into this service. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, you know, that's definitely, I mean, I guess I'm sort of looking at it and it's like, that's a big stick, you know, that, that Sony could basically kind of beat up Microsoft with, you know, is that Bungie destiny two is arguably one of the most popular games, you know, in, in sort of the cotton, the, the, the modern console and PC space. Right. I'm talking really great tonight. Um, you know, as, uh, anyways, but, uh, and it's it's it could be one of those things where just just kind of like you know, Call of Duty probably isn't go, is is not going to be exclusive. But what if it's Game Pass day and date, and you have to buy it everywhere else, you know? And Sony turns around and says, "Well, Destiny 2's newest expansion, you can buy it everywhere else, or you can play it for free day and date, you know, over here on, on PlayStation." You know, yeah. it's that's a. That's you know because they they're, they're going to be pulling in tons of money from all the different platforms and the people who play Destiny two play it on multiple platforms. Uh, you know Chris Raygun, who's part of uh, the the uh, Sacred Symbols podcast. You know he's a YouTuber and all that. He play like he's a hardcore Destiny two guy and he plays it on PC, PS five, and and Xbox. And it, it's like because of that linked account, so he's he's going to buy a couple copies of that. To just sort of like be able to sort of have access to it on all of his machines, you know, yeah. like, and that's, and that's sort of, a, and again, that's like, and that's how a lot of people are. My brother probably will do something very similar, you know, he'll probably, but like, if he gets back into it and he's like, you know, he pulls the trigger on the new version, he's probably going to double dip at least, you know. But um, I think, too, one of the things we talked about last time we got together, too, was the angle that one of the things that Game Pass does really well. And I think to a certain extent, um, and we, we've touched on it a little bit, but place, the PlayStation Plus reboot also sort of gives you the opportunity to check out games that you might not necessarily want to buy, but you've been curious about. Um and I know, again, we touched on that a little bit, um, but I did just sort of want to say, like, you know, that was one of the things that what I noticed and I kind of like just sort of looking through that there's a bunch of stuff that I've been curious about, but I've never really wanted to actually like just like plonk down the cash. And so and again, nothing to like that I can actually call recall off the top of my head. But I remember going through the list and sort of being like, oh that's cool that that's on there. Maybe now I'll check it out. That's cool. Like it's something that I've always sort of like stuff that I've given the side eye. Um, what do you guys, and, and again, you know, there's not a, a you know, I'm not asking if you guys have any specific examples or anything, but what do you guys think as far as that goes? I mean, like I'm looking here, the messenger is on here. Um, that's something that I've been interested in, in for a while. I think I actually did pick it up on sale, but like I'm looking at it too. The Missing, uh, J.J. McField and the Island of Memories. That's sort of like one of those sort of like independent games that I've kind of not really, I've had like sort of a weird, um, I side-eyed every once in a while. I'm like, I, I'm a little curious about it. You did mention the Wonderful 101 remaster. Um, I'm trying to, like there was a whole bunch of stuff in here that like I sort of like, plunking through what do you guys think as far as that like it just sort of and again sort of off the cuff you know do you think it's sort of meeting some of that i guess that expectation that it is in fact sort of presenting a lot of like almost exposure to games that again not necessarily gonna like pick up and play or not i don't want to plunk down 20 bucks for a bunch of this stuff yeah no i've got one easy i literally downloaded it the other night i was just sort of sitting there with my wife um, and I was in a mood to, I was super duper tired, but it was like way too early to go to bed. I was like, I just need something that's like, I can't play final fantasy nine, which is what I'm playing right now. It's just like too much reading. Mm. Like I'm going to fall asleep. Yes. I need something that's engaging, but I don't, I didn't want to play anything else. So I downloaded, um, I didn't actually boot it up, but I'm going to get to it. I think I downloaded lawn mowing simulator. 
I would okay. never ever play, but uh, there's something, you know, like the OCD pleasure of like just doing the lanes and stuff. So um, I want, I've always been curious about these kind of simulator games like that, like the snow truck runner and pressure washer simulator and things like that. So um, I'm going to give, I think that one just dropped on game pass in the last couple of days, actually. Yeah. Power washing simulator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's a game, you know, I would never plunk down cash for, I don't think. Um, but I'm going to try that game, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Parker? Any sort of, like, any any standouts there? Cause- um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple things I downloaded when, like, on day one and when it first came out, just out of curiosities. I think, like, um, that one of Housemark's earlier games, the folks who did Returnal uh, Alien Nation, is like another twin-stick shooter that caught mm. my eye as I was going through the list, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't have gone out of way, my way to buy it, but now that it's free in the library, I really liked Returnal. I'd be really interested in going back into Housemark's catalog now and checking out a game like that. So I downloaded that one. Um, I do have a soft spot for RPGs, so Rogue Galaxy went on the list. Oh, that's a fantastic uh, PS2 era uh, one, yeah. I wanted to check out. Um, I know you guys had mentioned, Micah, you had said how Ratchet & Clank wasn't on the list, but I would point out that I think pretty much every Ratchet & Clank game, at least from the PS3 era is on the list so if you're waiting for that you've got plenty of ratchet and clank stuff to dig into based on the on on what they're offering there from the from the ps3 era and they've offered up ratchet and clank the reboot multiple times and i think it's a free one on the service at this through some method or another you can get the reboot of ratchet and clank too so there's a lot of ratchet to play even if you can't get your hands on rift apart just yet but those are the titles that are kind of jumping out to me at the moment and like dynasty warriors is like i would never i'm not going to pay any money for dynasty warriors but if i ever wanted to just jump in and try one and just experience the crazy they've got like at least a half dozen dynasty warriors games on the list there so i could you know do a quick google search and see which ones people recommend and you know dip in and and play one of those just to kind of check it out just the sheer no i'm kind of just scrolling back through the list and i'm filtering it out by like ps4 and ps5 games just the sheer number of games here you're you're gonna find something that you want to play like they have control ultimate edition on here you know Mm. like that's a that's a 10 out of 10 game in my opinion like just some really really great things they have they have all of the kind of everything after final fantasy 7 all the final fantasies uh after 7 that they have in here um you know fallout 4 just uh, you know these and these aren't like kind of games that are off the beaten path but i'm just kind of calling out random games i'm seeing on the list um it's just it, it's just a solid lineup really kind of the more i'm looking at it the more i'm soaking it in um it is kind of there again kind of for the traditional person embedded in the playstation ecosystem it is when you start scrolling through it on the playstation store it is kind of like a lot of samey it feels samey but when you stop and look and think about it you're like hey i i I didn't play medieval i want to go back and play medieval you know Mm -hmm. or you know like yeah i am in the in the mood for the latest mortal Kombat game let me boot that up you know or hey here's neo you know there's just a ton of great games um so so yeah just uh I, I, I am impressed. The, the more I'm looking at it and the more it's kind of like I'm, I'm considering the price uh, proposition and everything else. And like I said, what they're seemingly going to be rolling out every month. You, you have games like Stray and Final Fantasy VII Remake you know, every every month or so, even every other month. Like you're going to be sitting pretty, I think. So, yeah. I think too, yeah, it's so, and I'm just sort of thumbing, like I'm, I'm sort of scrolling through the list while we talk. Like one that's sort of interesting to me, and I would never actually pay money for this, but I kind of really want to to check out Balan Wonderworld is on the list. And there's a part of me <laughs> that it just wants like, this, this game is such a train wreck. Like, and now that I have the opportunity to maybe play it for free, like I'm, I'm like, or, you know, for the, the yeah. with the membership i'm like ah, i'll check that out but it's like you know it's like is it really it, it, you know it can't be as bad as everybody says but it probably is um but i'm i'm looking here some of the more indie stuff like okay you got b simulator which is that's weird uh, but you have like blasphemous which is sort of a 2d 16-bit mm-hmm. style like metroidvania kind of thing um you got brothers a tale of two sons which that's you know, I don't know if that's been included, but that's kind of a, a, a really interesting. Uh, that's by the same people who did A Way Out, and then um, what's the one? Uh, it takes two. Um, 
Uh, let's see here. I'm kind of just like scrolling through. Celeste is included in this. Uh, yeah. Chess Ultra is included in this. I really, I don't really like Celeste all that much. It's just like that's. It's just it makes well, me crazy, and I have enough gray hair. As too, as it is. I, I can't claim this like definitively, but what it seems like to me, if it was ever part of a free PlayStation Plus monthly game in the past, it's on this list probably. Probably, but then too, so we've got like Children of Morta, which is sort of a roguelike a la Hades. It, it's kind of more of an indie vibe thing, but um, it, it sort of plays a little bit like Hades. That's that's something I actually bought that because I kind of like those games and uh, Concrete Genies on here. Kronos Before the Ashes. I think Parker, you and I were talking. That's a remnant from the Ashes. This is actually, I guess, sort of a prequel to that. It's the the game that came before. Uh, but the same studio. And again, that's one that I was sort of looking at and I was like, I don't know if I really want to pay money for that. But now that it's on there, uh, Chris Tales is on there. That's a really kind of interesting, um, like RPG kind of time manipulation game. Um, yeah. just kind of uh, Darksiders Genesis. That's a really, again, that's sort of a charming game. I think that's a great sort of addition on here. Dead Cells is on here. The Death Stranding and Death Stranding Director's Cut. I mean, Descenders is on here. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like bopping through Eagle Flight, which is, I think. Have a- you guys ever played um, Everybody's Golf? Like the Hot Shots Golf? Like, like yeah. The Century. That game is so fun. If you're into like that Mario Golf kind of vibe, um, it, it's a lot of fun. Everybody's Golf, I, w- I would recommend as well. I mentioned uh, on one of the most recent or more recent episodes of uh, the breakdown uh, that I've been playing. I was playing far cry three, the blood dragon classic sort of edition or whatever uh, the PS4 uh, version of that that's included on this. Um, and I think that's like sort of a, a great sort of addition to that um, for the King, which is sort of a, that one is kind of like, I don't have a ton of experience with that, but it's it's a bit of an indie darling. It's kind of like an adventure. I I don't like I've I've watched it, but it, it's one of those things that I'm interested in. And like now I uh where was it? I just saw it. Uh something gum uh luminous burster. Oh, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger IX is on here. That's a sort of a follow-up to uh Azure Striker. And which is the the inner creates sort of spin off of the uh, Mega Man Z or wh- whichever, yeah, Mega Man, not X, Mega Man Zero series of which was like a Metro. There's a Hotline Miami too. There's a bunch of like really kind of interesting stuff that uh, the John Wick Hex game is on here. Yo in Valhalla edition is on here. I paid money for Yo in. But if you guys can play it for free, that's actually or included on this. That's how I'd recommend it. Um, yeah, and then like you know, there's. I just think it's. I'm looking at the list and sort of just picking through, and as I'm scrolling through, there's a ton of really interesting stuff on there um, that I have been giving the side eye, and now that it's actually included in the service, I might actually take a crack at. The only problem for me though is that. The entire premise of like the 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 beatdown and everything else is to beat the games and play the games I already own, and so this is does serve as a little bit of a distraction from that occasionally. But I like overall, I just think it's it's kind of it's at least on track to sort of offer a very similar experience to that that idea of like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that like you normally wouldn't have had access to. But because it's on here now, you can check it on, check it out without any real penalties. Does that you know? And I think, oh, yeah. and and I think that's really like the strength of these. I mean, even with Game Pass, especially in in light of the fact, and again, not to like dog on them unnecessarily, but with the 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 fact that Redfall and uh, Starfield both got pushed back till next year. Like the the sort of it's been like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that you don't have to pay for because it's included with your Game Pass subscription. And I think on that beat, Sony is kind of matching or at least sort of coming close to matching that energy. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I w- I'm kind of going through the list now. I kind of would like to go through the exercise of kind of um, just scraping off the top 25, like just ranking my personal top 25. I think you'd have easy like you know 20 25 10 out of 10 games on this list dude um, marvel's guardians that, of the galaxy is on here and that's a lot yeah, of people are super into that is on here yeah um, i mean it's just a ton of stuff really really quality games um and you know even if like well i've already played a lot of these games so you're gonna find something on here i guarantee you just from the sheer volume um one quick thing we haven't touched on nate <clears throat> and this is in my opinion I know I'm gonna a game is gonna come a game is gonna come across that I'm like yep I need to go ahead and give that that trial the the, the game trials mm, the, the yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. I don't know if they're an hour long or how long you get it maybe they're it's, um, it, it's it actually on the oh yeah it yeah. has them right here it has the link that multiple it, it varies so two three sometimes five hours I'm seeing on some of these games depends on probably the length maybe like Ollie Ollie World you can only play for one hour but um. I haven't booted one up yet, but just because there hasn't been a release. I'm like, yeah, I, that's seventy bucks, and I don't want to plunk that money for it, but I do want to try it. Um, what do you guys think of this? Is this something that is attractive to you, one way or the other? Um, you know, when um, I don't know something like uh, Gotham Knights is, is a good is a good example. I'm thinking of like I don't know how the quality of that game is going to be. I don't know if I'm going to pop down sixty or seventy on day one, but I'll I'll play it for a couple of hours on this trial because I know it's going to be on this list when it comes out. So what, what do you guys think of the game trials? This is this is a bit of a hypothetical for me because um, we because this you know peripheral for the PS5 hasn't been released yet, but it makes me think of PSVR two. And the reason I say that is because um, VR games are very hit or miss for me. And I feel like I can tell very quickly whether it's a VR game that I want to play or not and I want to invest money in or if it's a total stinker. And I can do that with a VR game really quickly. And so for me, as one of these you know, hardcore Sony ecosystem guys who's looking at the PSVR 2, I'm thinking, man, this would be a slam dunk for really good games that I might want to play, but I just can't get a sense from the marketing of what it's like. But if you let me get in my headset and play it, you know, if I get a trial for, for the new horizon themed VR game that's coming out and I get to play it for an hour and just be wowed by it. I mean, just take my money kind of a thing, you know, and conversely, if there's other games out there that I'm like on the fence about for VR, um, I could see this being a really valuable thing. And I don't know if they're going to take advantage of it. I don't know if there's going to be tie-ins. I think it would be smart if they did, but I'd get really excited about that for the PSVR two stuff. Now, of course, there's never going to be a a game trial for something like uh, stray, you know, just because there there has to be a price threshold. I think it has to be over like 40 or 45 bucks um, MSRP uh to to warrant the game trial so um to your point real quick parker is a lot of vr games do tend to come in at that kind of indie like 30 minus like 30 dollars or less kind of price range um but yeah for those bigger vr titles for sure that would be that would be excellent i agree with you Uh, yeah i think that you would would know within an hour sort of if like yeah this is this is something i want to experience in vr fully I definitely like, you know, even listening to that, I thought like that would actually, I think, be an, a really good way to leverage that, to use that. I, and I know like, yeah, they, they did set that like it's that 30 or $40 threshold. But I think like, honestly, if Sony came back and said like, hey, we're going to make an exception for some of this stuff and the stuff that like we're really excited about on PSVR 2, we'll give you like an hour demo and or, you know, and that like honestly in VR. That's Maybe enough. even 30 minutes, yeah. 15 or 30 minutes I could I could go with for a VR demo. Yeah. Although I will say one thing that Sony did a good job on, if you paid attention, is that they kept releasing these demo disc compilations on the PlayStation Store for VR. I think there's two or three of them. Yeah. Um, you can just download and there's about, you know, maybe 10-ish games packed in there. Um, they might just do that again. We're like, yeah, we're just going to put these demos out anyway, just because it's VR. We need to get the, get the word out. And that would also be like, I think a, a good, like that, that would probably sort of scratch the same itch. Uh, I do like, I haven't tried out any of the, the trials yet. And, and again, it's, that has been an issue where like, when I'm listening to people talk about this in hindsight, they're a little frustrated. They're like, why am I paying for this? And I'm like, well, you're not really paying for this. It's all the other stuff, but this is part of the, the, the service. And I think in a way 
I kind of like the idea of having those those trials or those demos where it's not the company sort of cutting out sort of a vertical slice that they've polished to death. And then I play that like that hour and a half of the gameplay and I'm like, I'm sold. It's Sony is actually, and that's one of the things I think that I sort of like is that Sony's going in and they're saying like, give us this chunk of the game as sort of like as available for this trial run. And then we'll kind of, they're, they're sort of, they're the ones who are sort of choosing that stuff and putting that up on there for selection. And I think like, you know, one of the things we mentioned that horizon forbidden West isn't included in, in the free game. Like it's not included in any of the, the tiers, but a trial for that game is it's like a three or four hour trial for that game. And I know, I know that like, I'm curious about that game and I'm probably going to get it, but I'm probably when I'm starting to actually like look at it and say, okay, maybe it's time for me to sort of look at this. If that trial is still available, what I'm going to do is I'm going to download that. I'm going to play that. And that'll sort of help me sort of slide into like, no, yeah, this is a definitely like pull the trigger on this thing. Now I'm ready for this. And so I like the premise. And again, I know that a lot of people are frustrated with the fact that that's kind of hidden behind a paywall, but I think in a lot of ways, Sony is assuming a lot of the risk on this. Like they're, they're actually, they have a, a team that's sort of carving out these, these chunks of the game to act as sort as demos basically. So I, I don't know. I, especially, I, especially if you can carry over your save game state. I don't know. Maybe you guys know if you can do that or not. But if you could carry over your save game from the from the time demo into the regular game, it would be, I think, especially appealing. From what I yeah, understand, I'm not sure it's, if you can. Uh, from what I understand, you basically, it's you're going to get a full installation of the game. Like, and again, this is just off. Of, I could be totally wrong here. But you get like if you take advantage of the the trial, you install the game on your hard drive, and it sort of locks out this window of the game. It's like restricted access, and so and that all of that counts towards your progress. And the minute you sort of like pull the trigger on it, it just like boop, just right back into the game. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, dude, that's that's pretty slick in my opinion. I don't know. I I like it. I wonder how the financials work on the back end for the game trials. Like who, like you can't imagine all the publishers would be cool with just like, yeah, I've, so I've got to put a game trial out for my, like, uh, I don't know what's it. Maybe it's a bad example. Like GTA six, Grand Theft Auto six, when it comes out, you think they're going to rockstar is going to say like, Oh yeah, we're going to just let you, or take two is going to say like, yeah, just put out a game trial for it. PlayStation. Like who gets money there? Who pays who in this situation, do you think? <laughs> it might depend, but I, I'm thinking of, and I think PlayStation kind of botched the, the delivery on it, but they did a timed trial similar to this, and it was, I think, open to just about everybody who was a PS Plus subscriber. But when the last Resident Evil game came out, uh, there was a timed uh, trial that was basically the same thing for that game. And uh, there was a lot of confusion about the time zones and stuff like that. And it gets tricky for people. And like, when does it start? And you know, yeah. how does that timer work? If you like play for 45 minutes and then you quit the game and then you come back into it, uh, you know, they were, I think they were trying to work out the bugs, but they basically piloted it through that resident evil game. And I mean, the game killed it right. And in, in terms of sales and stuff like that. So it certainly mm-hmm. didn't hurt that they gave folks a little taste of it to begin with. And, and maybe that was sort of the testing ground for this, but if they can continue to work out the bugs and, and the kinks in, in how that operates to give people a really smooth, fluid experience in that, I, I think it's an interesting hook to, to get people. Yeah, into it it just games. makes me wonder like contractually if, because they, they can see the analytics, they can see the, the data, if like they know that uh, buyer A played the game trial and then bought the game after playing the game trial, does does then Sony get a little bit more money maybe off of that sale or or I don't know. That's, I, I wonder how that is going to work out. Um, just kind of on the back end and like who's kind of more in favor of it, the the publisher or Sony. Yeah, that I mean, that, that's kind of like one of those things that like you'd almost love to be a fly. It's it's like the 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 actual numbers on like Game Pass. Like you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like I'd love to know. Will I ever actually find out? Probably not. Um, yeah, it's it, it it the the trials thing does have me just like I'm kind of like the 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 limited trials. 
it, it kind of makes me ask questions because yeah, it's like, you know, it's from what I understand, Sony is basically assuming the financial risk here. Um, but like, cause they're the ones that they basically said like, we'll carve out a chunk of the game. Right. And just, yeah. just to sort of run through that, like Biomutants on there, Crusader Kings three, Cyberpunk 2077 has a five hour trial. Uh, LX two is on here. Uh, so <laughs> you can go like screw around with that for a couple hours. Um, Farming Simulator 22, Horizon Forbidden, Forbidden West has a five-hour trial. Hot Wheels Unleashed, which is one that I'm kind of like, I've been sort of interested in. That's definitely one that I'll probably check out because like, I just want like kind of a dumb arcade racer. Um, seems like Lego City Undercover, MotoGP 22, MX versus ATV Legends, Ollie Ollie World has an hour on it, like we said. Spellforce 3 Reforced has a two-hour demo. Uh, the Cruel King and the Great Hero, which is sort of like has like it's a really kind of charming looking indie kind of game. There's a two hour demo for that. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands has a two hour demo. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection has a two hour demo, and W2K22 has a two hour demo. So it's like there's a bunch of stuff on there. It's like, yeah, I, I, you know, a couple of those like I check out, you know, and but yeah, it would be interesting to see like what. How, like what the metrics are and like, how does that get used or monetized? Um, but, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I was just noticing that you can, uh, I had to Google it real quick. You can do a, a speed run of horizon for Ben West in about two or three hours, according to the top speed runners. You just follow that guide and you can beat the game in the, uh, in the trial right there. <laughs> but uh, well, just do it the first time you try. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder if it lets you keep, like, uh, I wonder how, like, trophies work for that. Um, I, I think it all carries over, like, the the save data and the and the trophies. I think it does. I'd be shocked if it didn't. Okay, so here, it's 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 in the article here. Uh, PS Plus Premium or PS Plus Deluxe, depending on which country you're from, also provides access to time-limited trials as an additional perk. These games can be downloaded in their entirety, again, uh, okay, so, and played for a set number of hours with any trophies you unlock and progress you make transferring to the full game should you decide to purchase it. The time limit will only count while you're in the game. So that one, that's, that's so it, even if you did the speed run, it sounds like unless you actually plunk down the money, none of those trophies unlock. So, you know, at that point in time, like, and, and maybe this is just silly, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I mean, I wouldn't do the speed run anyways. I'm, I tend to be a pretty slow gamer. But I, no, I, I was just noticing that five hours, like you can get a lot done in five hours. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that might be enough to like, and that's probably definitely enough to like sell me on on some of that. But yeah, I'm um, sure somebody will make a fun YouTube video about that at some point. Yeah. So I guess, you know, and I guess sort of like winding up here, you know, just looking at it, again, I think the rollout has been sort of like, I mean, and I'm not trying to dog on Sony, but like sometimes they just do the worst things. I think about like how they just were like, we're going to close down the Vita store. We're going to close down the PS3 store. And everybody's like, you know, and you have 30 days. to So get used to it. And, you know, then the, like it's just Sony has had like more than a few blunders over the last couple of years. And it was pretty refreshing to, to see this and see it come out and be not just okay, but pretty good, you know? And again, this is, it wasn't going to like blow my socks off, but I definitely th thought this exceeded my expectations. Um, so I guess sort of going from here and we've talked to, and again, we've talked about a bunch of stuff, but, but like going on from here, what do you guys think sort of needs to happen in the coming months and again, we've got Stray coming on July 19th, which I think is a really great move. That's it, you know, but like, is there anything else that like they really, Sony really needs to do to sort of like keep sort of up this energy or are they on a pretty good cadence right now? Do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think what they need to do for me is they've got to bolster the classics game lineup for PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. They, they've got to get that up. If they don't, I won't be a premium subscriber when when you know it comes to re-up next year. Um, the extra, the middle tier, uh, I'll, I'll always be an essential subscriber, you know, just for the, the main basic stuff. But um, the extra tier, I don't know. It, it depends. If they keep the library rolling... Um, 
you know, in a Game Pass-like way for third-party things, you know, with Stray coming in, um, I'll probably stick around. I think it's I think it's good enough. I think I'm going to find gems like like we were talking about earlier here and there, hidden gems that I can dig up and have a good time with, especially with the kids. And uh, so yeah, I'll probably nestle into that extra tier uh, if if they hold up the library well. Um, but they gotta they gotta bolster that premium lineup for sure. Uh, it's it's just not where it needs to be. So that that's kind of where I'm at. How about for you, Parker? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in, in the same boat. I, well, actually, a, l- a little bit differently because I do agree with everything Micah said that in the long term, they've got to continue to make it appealing to spend the extra money to be at those higher tier levels. So how they keep that interesting and exciting, I think, will be an interesting point to note on moving forward. And, you know, for me, as somebody who who has Game Pass as well, you know, it, it's going to be whether Sony wants it to or not, it's going to be more of a head to head, especially as Microsoft eventually next year starts trickling out their, you know, first party releases. It's the competition is going to tighten up, um, you know, when that happens eventually, um, even though it's not going to happen this year. So it's going to be interesting to see who, who can sort of like compete in in that sort of like head to head race for, for my money, because I am, I'm stacked on both for, I think the next two years or something like that. But, you know, one of the benefits too of game Pass is there's deals. And if you, if you look for stuff around the holidays or whatever, you can, you don't have to pay 15 bucks a month for that service. I stacked a, a target deal that they had one time and ended up with like three years worth of game pass. And it's ended up costing me like $8 a month. So if Sony keeps a tight grip on it and there's no way for me to have the premium tier service, unless I'm paying $120 a year, well then game pass for, you know, the special holiday deals of basically eight bucks a month, which is what I got it for sounds really appealing at that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, a lot of it's going to depend on the specifics, which we're not going to know for, for a time. And some of it's going to depend on how much the, the price of the service costs. And just like Netflix raising their prices, these two are going to compete and they're going to have costs and they're going to have to raise their prices too at some point. So who's going to do that first and how much is the first cost site going to be? These are all questions that will have to get figured out over time and it may determine whether folks are flowing into the service or flowing out of the service. But for me, I'm sitting pretty right now for the next two years or so on both. And I'm just going to kind of see how the dust settles and, and go from there. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, something you, and it, for all three of us, I think that the big sort of thing here is like looking at that premium tier, like I'll probably at least go back down to the essential model. I like that one. I think like looking at the lineup, it seems healthy. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm interested in and I could justify maybe spending like, you know, the, was it hundred bucks a year or something like that on it? I don't know, mm-hmm. but, but you know, and again, there will probably be some sort of deal or exploit to sort of like get in there at some point in time. So seeing, seeing how that sort of even plays out will definitely be part of it. But I think for me, what really is deciding is uh, seeing how Sony really handles the, the premium tier. Like one, yeah, I definitely want to see like more of the kind of the, the, I want to see that library sort of broaden out, but I'd also really like to see some, some headway. And there, there are rumors about it. I think, uh, is it Tom from, uh, Moore's law is dead, uh, has mentioned the fact that like, uh, that basically Sony has been working on PS3 emulation for current gen stuff for a while. And the biggest problem has been because of, the way that the cell architecture worked for the PS3, you basically almost have to create an emulator from scratch for each game because they all like sort of addressed that uh, that tech the, and the issues it, provi- it provided and, and presented in different ways. And so if they start rolling out downloadable like home, home console versions, like say like I'm playing like so I've got Eco right now that's sort of I've been streaming like if they come out and they say hey now you can instead of streaming eco you can just download this right to your ps5 and it'll play with no problems maybe even some performance upgrades like I'm in like that's that's like if you throw me enough little like treats like that every once in a while to justify that extra like 20 bucks a year or whatever like at that point in time like yeah you've got me other than that and and again it's just sort of like that's the one thing where I'm kind of looking at and saying like, if they can 
I'm not even saying that they necessarily need to roll that out, but if they can sort of get something like that and at least say like, like put something out and say like, Hey, on this day in 2023, maybe, you know, or 2024, like you'll be able to download the following PS3 titles to your PS5 and play them natively from the console. Like, okay. With, with quality of life improvements, like, yeah, like I'm game. Mm-hmm. So that's that to me is like the, one of the 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 sort of like that's one of the big things that I'd like to see them do. But sounds yeah. like I've got like some fireworks or something going off, and I'm getting these weird like booms and pops. But I don't know if you guys are yeah, actually. I had there. some uh, going off in my neighborhood as well. I don't know if they were coming through, but I think people are uh, getting rid of their leftovers. Yeah. Well, it's it's been it's been almost two weeks since the fourth, so it, it makes sense. Um, but uh, you know, any closing thoughts here, guys? As far as like sort of the PS Plus stuff, like you know, I think we've we've sort of done a pretty good job of sort of covering all the bases. But uh, just if there are any sort of parting shots that you guys wanted to throw out there before we sort of wrap this up, uh, now's the time. Um. Just, uh, I, I kind of meant to bring this up earlier, and I forgot. That's why we can't, we don't have to dive in deep. But I'm, I'm curious to see how all those live service games that Sony has up their sleeve are going to get rolled out. Like, are those going to be multi-platform, or, or I'm assuming they're going to hit the service day and date with release. Those, those live service games that they have up their sleeve. Um, but I'm just curious how those kind of uh, get handled with this, and if they're going to go. Uh, like multi-platform or just PC only or what, so they can kind of have as big as audience as possible. But um, yeah, good start. I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, yeah. How about you, Parker? Yeah, no, the same thing. Nothing, nothing too different there. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see um, what game was it that released on um, the PS plus. I think it was the, the latest odd world game where they said that releasing uh, free to play on the streaming service killed their their sales. It's going to be interesting if more developers start finding that as as more different groups engage in the streaming service and have crafted deals. Now I know that there's I, I know you have strong feelings about that. I'm just st- stating what the the developer said there. I don't necessarily agree with that either. I think the game wasn't good enough to sell I, on its own, but I think it's going to be interesting to see as, as more developers get in on the service and they, they may start providing more day and date releases on that. Are they going to be glad they did it or are they going to come back and say they regret having done it later? It's just going to be interesting to track that because now Sony's got their own service to compete with game pass in a lot of ways in doing that. And I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the podcast, but that entire thing with the whole the shenanigans surrounding the odd world thing. And it's like it's like you got twelve million downloads on PS Plus and he was like so or it was something ridiculous where he's like and he's like kind of almost like implying that he would have been able to sell that many copies. And it's just like I I, I remember thinking about that and listening. And I probably had the conversation with both of you guys at different points where I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that you're selling all of those, pal. Like the only reason you got that traction was because it was an exclusive for the PS5 and you had a bunch of people who had PlayStation 5s with nothing to play on them. So yeah, your game's going to get downloaded, man. I, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to be ugly, but like like <laughs> that assertion, maybe maybe he did lose some money. Like maybe there were some sales that he lost, but Oh, let's be honest, man. Come on. Like I just hey, to me he, he played the odds. Yeah. And it's like you made <laughs> you made the deal, man. Like, you know, nobody like was holding a gun to your head. And and I think even too, from what I if I remember right, like they gave him money so he could basically finish the game. So it's like it's kind of like Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well definitely and I think that's we're gonna <laughs> that's see another that episode, yeah. On like Game Pass stuff too. Like I've I've heard uh recently um Oh, was it the head of 2K was basically talking about like, maybe it was 2K basically saying like, yeah, our stuff will never be day and date. Like the the money proposition, just it's not there. Like we can. And so it's, you're going to like for, for some people, like it's like these services for some developers, these services I think are going to be a boon. And for others, they're going to sort of see like 
all the the dollar signs they they could have had but didn't you know and it's it's all kind of like we'll see we'll see how that sort of shakes out but yeah like i said i don't really have anything to add i just think it's been a really interesting start to the service and uh i'm like hopefully like uh sony can sort of keep up the momentum here and actually make it make this thing more of a value to the consumer um because i, I think that they've got like a pretty good start on this one i think they've you know they learned some of the lessons from game pass and game pass's initial failures and their initial product here with the the ps plus uh essential extra and premium looks pretty good so far so uh, you know, guys, just wanted to sort of thank you for your time. Um, you know, appreciate the conversation. And for the listeners, you guys know what you need to be doing. Until then, I'll catch you all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.